You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. I gotta start the episode like that. Gotta start the episode with some nice claps. But before we start the episode, I should actually tell you what I'm gonna talk about. We're gonna do a traditional podcast episode for the first time in a while. I know. I said I was gonna do this. <laughs> I don't know how long ago, but uh, for those of you who have been exclusively following me on Spotify, uh, I have been doing a, a series on YouTube with Resident Evil. Currently, that's at part five right now. Um, it's kind of moving along slowly. Uh, work life makes it difficult to get it out as fast as I would like, but it is slowly moving. So I have five parts uh, of Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, John Cass Plays series. So that's what's going on with the podcast. Uh, I haven't like truly disappeared. I've just been on YouTube a lot more lately. So right now this episode is a YouTube and audio episode. So here you go. <laughs> but... Uh, I'm going to be talking about two things today. Uh, first, I can't believe I am going to be talking about what I am talking about, but I am going to be talking about The Flash, uh, the latest episode of The Flash. Uh, so, after we get into The Flash, I am also going to be talking about some stuff, some video game news, pretty much. Just my 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 feelings on current state of affairs within the gaming world with the latest release for xbox on uh redfall uh how much of a flop that 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 kind of is looking like right now and then also i'm going to be talking about some how i feeling with industry trends as of lately and how things seem to be going so yeah but first like i said uh bravo that is all i can say uh for Let's let's start with my history because I don't think I've ever really talked about the Flash on, or much or recently here. The last time I did a video, which uh, you'll see pop up on the screen, there's gonna be a link below if you want to go see it. I was part of the Random Noobs channel at the time. I believe it is a YouTube video that I did, uh, but I pretty much. I stopped watching The Flash. I gave up on The Flash. I was kind of done <laughs> with it. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't enjoying it anymore. I just felt like it was the same repetitive thing over and over. I felt the story was lacking. I just quit. I give up on it. Um, that was probably, I want to believe, season five, season six range. Um, I gave up. That was like when I finally said, I'm done. I had enough. I really don't care no more. That was around right after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, I know, I believe Ramsey Rosa's blood work was the villain at that time. And I also believe that was probably after COVID, maybe. Maybe, not really, can't really remember. But it was sometime around that time range. I just really wasn't enjoying it. And I pretty much, like I said, I did a whole video. So if you want to watch that, the link will be in the description um, down below. And you can go check that out. But uh, I said, and I know 
uh, one of my one of my friends, Joe uh, Joe from Random Noobs, is probably going to see this and be shocked. But I did say I said to him that at this very moment, I really did not care about the Flash until the last episode. I wasn't going to watch it. I really didn't care what was going on. Uh, and I know as of the last thing that I I heard because I was I'm really so tuned out from the Flash, and he had sent me a video of. Uh, some clips of um, Oliver Queen returning, uh, Stephen Amell returning to the show for one final appearance in the last season. And again, I just, I really didn't care. <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I don't care. But this week, uh, the latest episode that dropped, uh, season nine, episode 10, uh, came out. Uh, and usually, like I said, I don't care, but it's rare that I see episode of The Flash pop up on my timeline, like on Twitter and stuff. And that's what kind of made me a little bit interested because I started seeing it and it was trending. And I started seeing some stuff that was being talked about. And I decided, you know what? Uh, because it seems like that this these final four episodes is being built as like one continuous thing, right? So we got it. Uh, the title of the episode is... Oops, sorry about that. The title of the episode is A New World. A New World Part 1, and I, I'm not sure if the entire ending is going to be a four-part series, but uh, yeah, this is where we are right now, so uh, with, like, I, I have one big spoiler, which was kind of the the circle was completed, and I just felt like, you know what, that was enough to interest me to see how the circle was completed, because as much stuff has happened over the years, you know, I had to just... Like believe that that couldn't have happened or wasn't gonna happen, but uh, to spoilers before I go into it, heavy spoilers before I go into it. This is your opportunity to walk away. You can come back later in the video. I'll probably have a timestamp of when the next when I start talking about the next the next stuff. But uh, I I was surprised that Barry, our Barry, the Barry that we're with became the Barry from episode one, the, the original timeline Flash. And by that, we mean he was a Flash that saved himself from from um, Thawne, Eobar Thawne, uh, reverse Flash as a kid. He became he became the the, the Flash that <laughs> that that started it all. The very first Flash we saw, he became the Flash that stopped his younger self from saving his mom and it's it was it's kind of like wow <laughs> i didn't expect that to happen i was completely shocked uh but let's let's before we talk about the end let's go throughout the episode let's do um, a breakdown of the episode and yeah we started with um i don't remember the actor's name but the the actor who plays eddie thon um in the very first season uh eddie thon had died in the very first season eddie thon uh, he sacrificed himself to kill Reverse Flash, um, in the first season, and his body was swallowed by, uh, a singularity, I believe. Um, then from there, we we we're we're kind of left vague because we're following him around. At first, we don't see his face; we're following him from behind, and you know we don't know what time he's in. We don't know. Uh, I assume he's in Central City, or maybe an alternate timeline, Central City, in some way. We follow him around throughout the episode, and he gets up to the security desk, 
gives the guard a cup of coffee. The character in question, the name of the character is Malcolm Gilmore. Um, you can see that with a, a tag that he, when he gets his ID badge, half his finger is covered on Malcolm, but I'm going to assume that it is Malcolm I'm at this point. Uh, that's what I've kind of seen on online as well. Uh, we know the last name is definitely Gilmore, and the first name is Malcolm, seem, seems like, allegedly. Uh, can't be really anything else with LM, I mean, that I could think of, but because of we, because I assume they're going on, uh, it, it's most more likely than not he's Cobalt Blue, and uh, that character is Malcolm Thawne in comic books, so then maybe eventually is revealed that he's Malcolm, Malcolm Thawne, uh, but yeah, we start the episode with him, and then we go to, you know, traditional, it felt... It like opening up the episode with our with our you know our normal crew it kind of had that sense of finality to it you know it kind of felt like in a way we are starting to say you know goodbye we're starting to slowly detach and it seemed you know like i believe this episode was titled the the whole title is a new world and in an episode this is part one and i think it said reunions so and there's definitely a lot of reunions here but <laughs> but yeah we start with um you know uh i believe her name is keon which is caitlin look i i can't break it down entirely for you because like i said i've been out of it i have no idea what happened between <laughs> just like season what season six and now all i know is that her name is keon she has different powers somehow she's a merger of caitlin and frost and yeah, I'm I, I'm not going to put any thought into it. I'm just going to enjoy these last couple episodes or try to enjoy these last couple episodes. I hope it remains as good as this episode was. But um, yeah, I'm, like, I really don't even care to get into what she is or what she can do, but it's whatever. So, you know, we go with her writing a letter um, to Caitlyn and... Um, Caitlin and Frost and saying she wished that one more person was present that she can talk to. Uh, after that, we go with, um, we get to Barry and Iris. Oh, I forgot we got Chester and Allegra. We start with them. Uh, kind of Chester trying to do make her a uh, new suit, stuff like that. Um, and then eventually we get to Barry and Iris. Um, Barry is placing dampeners around the house because he's worrying about uh, the future children being born. And, you know, just in case they have speed powers when they're born, he's playing, placing dampeners around the house so they don't, you know, take off as babies and then boom, he just disappears. And then we are taken back to that fateful day, March 18th, 2000. When we first get there, Barry realizes that it is the year 2000 because of a license plate. And then uh, he goes to the CCPD or he tries to run back in time to where he was, but he realizes that for some reason he's stuck and he's trying to figure out why you know, why is he stuck there? What does he need to do? So he goes to the CCPD and we see Joe as a B-cop. Um, we also see, I believe he would be uh, Detective Singh right now, not Captain. Uh, we see a younger version of him with, you know, nice hair and all that stuff. And then we go with Joe and, you know, he's asking Joe for help. And that's when he realizes what day it is. So he goes uh, and he tries to call Martin Stein. Um, it was nice hearing his voice. Um, I wonder if he was actually, if like he recorded those lines or if um or did they like you know use some some trickery in a way of recording you know different parts of different times he was in episodes and stuff like that 
But um, yeah. So we after that he sees his parents, and you know it's a shocking moment. And then we get reverse flash, knocks him into the street, knocks him out, and his parents save him. So I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible. <laughs> so he gets to spend um, his parents or you know his father had him in the hospital, and he gets and you know he he is trying to not interact with people much from this time because he realizes that anything could change the timeline and you know he's making sure he doesn't reveal who he actually is so um he ends up spending pretty much the day with them and um just i guess feeling that love from his parents you know stuff like that how they how they were and for him you know by the time we get to later in the episode it kind of complete or you know it, it filled the void that he said that he always felt because he never had his parents and for them to say you know things that they said in the episode it just made him feel like you know how much he he now he knows you know he they they love him and stuff like that but you know a little while after that in the hospital we get to uh joe who i believe is possessed by cobalt blue in some way at that point in time uh, there's a crystal that's around that, that he picks up and at that point he becomes possessed and Joe becomes kind of the villain of the episode. And uh, yeah, so I believe we had a cameo from uh, uh, Bloodworks' mom. Um, I believe that she, um, I didn't I didn't really snoop around to confirm or confirm it or not, but I believe the 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 head nurse that was being spoken to or the head doctor that was being spoken to in the hospital, I believe that was, um, his, his, his mom. Um, I might be wrong about that. Uh, like I said, I didn't really go and confirm, try to confirm it, but it would, that would be a nice little cameo. And Barry is fighting Joe in the hospital and eventually Barry, you know, he, he, he gets the crystal out of Joe and yeah. So from there, um, I skipped before that we had the return of original reverse flash. Um now <laughs> let me say it. I feel like the the original reverse flash actor um let me let me get his name <laughs> real quick. Uh so I believe the Matt 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 Lester. I believe he kind of got the raw end of <laughs> the stick in a way. I like from what I saw in Legends, I always thought he was a great actor. And I, I always felt like he never really got a chance because we love Tom Cavanaugh so much as Reverse Flash. So in this episode with uh, with him appearing and, you know, we pretty much had a whole episode dedicated to him and Perry. I felt like that chemistry was just perfect. Just I loved it. Um, their on-screen chemistry was just, just great. You know, him Barry believed that it was him that pulled him back to this time, and and he just felt like you know, he felt he's up to something, and then you know he realizes that Flash, that um, uh, Thawne is there to kill him that day, and you know they sat down, had a beer. I love that scene. Uh, it was weird seeing them both have a beer, but you know it was. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved those scenes with him. And I feel like, like I said, I feel like throughout the whole history of The Flash, I just felt like, you know, he was the, he is the, he is, you know, earbar thought. But we got so, so caught up with uh, Tom Cavanaugh 
as Reverse Flash. And I, you know, I'm probably going to say that I believe Tom Cavanaugh is the, for me, because, you know, we've seen more of it. He is the better Reverse Flash actor, but I just felt like Matt Lester never really got that chance to shine. And this moment, I think it gave him that chance to shine. And also when he was on Legends of Tomorrow as the villain there, I feel like that also gave him, you know, opportunity to shine. Um, so, yeah, we get the meeting of them two. And, you know, like I said, it was just it was just great, great TV at that moment. So um like i said we got to uh he barry ended up saving joe and then from there we got to um barry returning to see his parents one final time at the hospital having a conversation with them and saying you know pretty much not telling them who he is but saying how he felt he feels about his parents having lost both of them and what he wanted to say to them so he said to them basically what he always wanted to say to them and they told him you know at the end of the day you know if they were his if they were his um if if they if he was their kid that was the hardest sentence to say for some reason if he was their kid they would definitely tell him how proud they are of, of him and how happy they are for him and you know when they walk away the last thing his mom says to him is that to take care of the baby because he tells um he does tell him that he's having a baby and you know it was beautiful but then we get to the final part <laughs> biggest part of the episode um, after that, Barry takes off, and then he meets Reverse Flash, I believe, on the block of of his house. And it's at that moment when it was happening. Like I said, just kind of coming there, watching it, putting it out of my mind what I read. I was just like, you know, at first I was like, are they gonna do it? You know, kind of they're on the, you know, they're on the block. I'm like, are they gonna, are they really gonna do it? And yeah, they have a conversation, and Barry tells um, Thawne that he's there. He's not there to 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 save himself. He's there to save to save Thawne. He's there to save him from um, himself, basically. And that was kind of you know a little different twist that you can see in Reverse Flashface how taken aback he was by it, and he just didn't believe him at, at by you know by the end of the conversation, and he he believed that he won. And, you know, we know, I believe at this point, we know Barry knows, right? Barry knows how to, you know, what, what's going to play out here. So, um, we get the, we get the scene. Uh, Thawne takes off, Barry takes off behind him, and they enter the house. They're fighting in the house. They're, you know, pretty much watching the season, season one all over again. And we're seeing Barry become the original timeline Flash. And, uh barry stops himself you see his younger self from season one who came to try to stop it he tells him to stop and he take and then um you know he continues fighting flat reverse flash he takes himself and then you see his mom die and it was like wow like the flash finally like you know it was like that it finally became a full circle kind of moment like wow like they they did it <laughs> you know like at this, you know, I would have never believed it, was, it would happen because I believe Crisis on Infinite Earths wiped out the newspaper. You know, I believe when, when all the, all the, all the, I might have this wrong because it's been a while. But when all the universes became, all the Earths became one Earth. But then I think later it was revealed that other Earths still existed. But um, when all the, all all the Earths became one Earth. I believe the newspaper was was completed in that moment. 
and after that the newspaper disappeared like it wasn't it wasn't a headline anymore so now after you know that that thing happened barry talks to to thon and he says oh you know you saved yourself because his mom is a fixed point in time his mom dying is a fixed point in time and it has to happen and you know now he realizes that he's stuck there he doesn't have his speed now he has to watch him watch barry grow up you know whole thing and then barry disappears again and after that we get to the end of the episode which takes us back to malcolm gilmore and now we're basically watching how barry became the flash but it seems like the reverse how the reverse flash you know this is a reverse flash thing because the lightning that we see is red and it seems like malcolm gilmore has become the new the new speed the new reverse or the new negative speed force avatar right and the episode ends with him i believe the speed force giving him um a, a folder um a, a confidential folder from the ccpd he opens it and it turns out to be eddie thon but when he sees it he goes who the hell is eddie thon and that's how the episode ends now um based on the previews as it, it seems like this is iris typing up the the um the 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 newspaper the flash vanishes in a crisis um so it seems like that is being fulfilled uh, you know we got we there's a a little you know snippet of it in the preview but uh with the end of the episode i like i said i'm i've i'm i've been so tuned out from the flash but i think i'm going to continue watching these last four episodes um like i said i hope i hope it remains good and with only four episodes left i hope they pay it off the right way you know i hope that by the end of it this will be good like i'm willing to forget (laughs) everything that happened in between and i just want to you know like i said i'm here i'm back I'm, i'm here again just to enjoy the flash so um overall like i would give the episode like a 10 out of 10 like that's that's how i felt walking away from it um i feel like it just you know like i said that nostalgia nostalgia in the episode the um of uh reverse flash matt matt lester matt lester returning um i kind of i'm i'm just it made me like you know like i said excited like you know the the days i felt to be happy to go you know wait for the next episode of flash that's how i walked away feeling from that that excuse me watching that episode so um I feel, you know, little, little, little theory. I kind of feel like, um, by the end of this all, I feel like, um, based based on this preview as well, I feel like Cobalt Blue, you know, it looked like in the scene, in the, in the, um, the preview, uh, that his, Eddie, Eddie Thon's memories are the last when he was, when he was, um, when he was alive, when he died, when he, when he sacrificed himself, those memories are being forced into his head, and I kind of feel like you know by the end of it is going to be revealed that he is a Thon, and like I said, Malcolm Thon. But I kind of feel like we're going to get back to come around to um, Tom Cavanaugh, um, returning as Reverse Flash as well, and he's going to be the mastermind, some way somehow behind this, 
of Cobalt Blue becoming uh, the the speed the next during the negative speed for Avatar and him trying to plot something. I feel like somehow, some way, it, it it's gonna happen because I can also I can't imagine from what I know I don't think Tom Cavanaugh has appeared yet this season, and I can't really imagine. I can't imagine the show ending without going back to him at least one more time, even if it's not the way that I'm saying. Like, I kind of also expect maybe a cameo from Cisco at some point. Um, if if you know original Flash came back, I kind of I felt like maybe we see um we see Zoom Zoom back as well. I kind of felt like you know at one point during the episode in my mind with the Blue Crystal, I was thinking, what if it's not what we think it is? Like, what if it's not um, well, at least in that moment, it's not, it's not, um, Cobalt Blue, what if it's not him, what if in that moment, it was actually Savitar, you know, it just, it was just popping in my mind, right, and I was just thinking, like, you know, what if, I mean, I felt like, you know, the obvious right, is that it, it, you know, they're setting up something on one side, that's usually the, uh, Flash formula, they're setting up something on one side for it to get paid off, but I was like, you know, what if they go with a swerve, right, you know, like, and that just, in that specific moment, Maybe it's maybe it's Savitar, you know. Maybe Cobalt Blue. He he's you know he's underling for Cobalt Blue, right? So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my overall feelings of it. Uh, like I said, I'm probably gonna tune into the next episode, and I'm probably gonna do another podcast episode like this, talking about how I felt walking away with it from it. Uh, Giovanni, I know you're gonna be happy that I'm watching the Flash right now, so you got somebody to talk to about it. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about some gaming news. Uh, as of let's see, recently, very recently, this week, this week, Microsoft Xbox they released Redfall. Uh, Redfall from Bethesda Studios, I think Arcane specifically within Bethesda. Um, they released Redfall. For those of you who don't know, the game has released to some very bad reviews. Um, just very poor performance. Um, drop, drop, dropouts. Dead, dead AI. There's clips all over the internet. Um, about what's going on with it, and I'm going to preface my comments with saying that I have not personally played Redfall yet. Um, I'm reacting to what I see online. Um, I do want to play the game myself, but I'm waiting for patches to come before I start playing it uh, based on what I'm seeing. Um, I do see that some people are having good experiences with it, which I am a fan of. Um, I do like to see at least some people enjoy it. Um, I am also like I'm of opinion that, hey, I, I don't want any game to be bad. I would love all games to come out good. I wish the games did not have these problems. Um, but <sighs> OK, <laughs> here we go with Redfall. Redfall was supposed to be the game that Xbox it was the the fruits of Xbox labor. It's supposed to be the first the first game that came out. It was supposed to, you know, be the game that our first exclusive in a very long time because Xbox has have a a troubled history of releasing first at least first first party games that are in good condition or good stable working when it comes out we had issues with halo um which is probably the big big one as as of late got delayed all that stuff and when it comes to redfall i'm 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 this i'm very disappointed that the game came out in the condition that it's in 
Um, I feel like if it needed to be delayed, it should have been delayed. Um, I don't believe in the in Xbox wanted to. I think the story is that they wanted to recoup. Not not even that is. It's just a is a theory at this point that Xbox wanted to recoup sales, and they wanted to they wanted to just get it out the door so they can make whatever money back they could. Uh, as much money as Microsoft makes, I just personally don't believe that's enough of an excuse or even something i'm i'm willing to accept um i believe that game should have been delayed as long as it needs to at least get it in a working a working state um i was personally disappointed when it was announced that the game was shipping in 30 frames per second and um prior to that ign was doing a preview preview videos i know some people had issue with those preview videos at least just the person playing the game but when it was releasing those previews it was played as 60 frames per second and i believe it was on pc and it wasn't really announced until the last moment which was i think was about a week or two ago that um that the uh that the game would wouldn't launch with um 30 uh, 60 frames per second i am of belief this is how i feel I enjoy playing games at 60 frames per second. I do not believe that just because a game comes out 30 frames per second, that is the be-all, end-all of of games. Because games today, whether people realize it or not, still comes out 30 frames per second. I believe it depends on what the game is. I just believe, for Xbox specifically, to to tout that they have the most powerful console, to tout... Again, before the game came out, that it was supposed to be at sixty frames per second. I believe that was a promise. When um, when when the when the um when when the console is being announced, we basically had this promise of games kind of being up, <laughs> being at thirty frames per second. You know, when when stuff comes out, so. When it when it was announced, I like I said, I was disappointed in it. I believe that I, I'm of opinion that we really shouldn't be getting games, at least a triple A third party game at no sorry, triple A first party game at sixty frames per second for what this game was supposed to be. Um but like I said, if the game if like I'm still gonna play it, if it still ends up being good at thirty frames per second it's not, not that, it's not the end of the world for me. I'm just disappointed by it. <laughs> I wish it was 60 frames per second. I'm not sure if I'm going to be specifically waiting for that patch to come through. But at the moment, I am, like I said, I'm disappointed by it. So when that first came out, that was kind of a red flag. So <sighs> lost my train, I thought. That's what happens when you ramble. <laughs> um when so with 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 the latest with with the release right now um i feel right now with redfall this makes me worried about starfield um starfield is another xbox game dropping this or supposed to drop this year um so i kind of feel like Starfield has now received a whole bunch of pressure, a whole bunch of expectations on it that it really didn't need to have, all because of Redfall. And I kind of felt like, like I said, I, this wasn't really specifically about Redfall, but this is an industry thing for me right now. 
I've I'm I'm coming to the point with the gaming industry that it seems like it's okay to release bad games and the excuse is always where well we're going to fix it later like that has happened a lot recently and Redfall is the latest string of that and um I'm just like you know I'm I'm pretty much overall done with it for those of you who don't <laughs> who don't know right so we had The Last of Us, which had a poor, a horrible port to PC, right? Um, stuff wasn't working. Stuff was just bad. Um, you know, we had we had um, games that you know got delayed, but then still launched with you know bad bad ports and stuff like that. We started that with. The Last of Us, I think that was probably the initial game that kind of started it. Started it this year, at least. Maybe if it's not this year, late last year. Just bad, bad, just bad game. That's it. Just a bad game. After that, everybody remembers Cyberpunk. You know, Cyberpunk is what it was. And it's better today. It's definitely playable today. I was one of the lucky few who played Cyberpunk at launch and didn't have a lot of issues like I had a very small amount of issues with the time I spent with the game I played it on the Series X at the time and I had really no issues with it but seeing how it performed on like the consoles that it was supposed to be for which was PS4 and Xbox One at the time it was truly unacceptable that like again it was pushed out and I'm you know like I said people have to know about these things before they come out it's not like it just happens all of a sudden so we had that and now, you know, recently we just had <laughs> Jedi Survivor, which is another game. Or at least I think the most of the problems are PC, but there are problems on console as well. And, you know, we got that. And then the game that everybody really <laughs> hates for one reason or another, uh, Forspoken. We have, you know, a whole bunch of big releases that dropped that seem like, you know, they were just, they get pushed out the door, regardless of the situation that the game is in. And right now, I'm of opinion that, you know, this needs to stop, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm, because I've had this conversation a long time ago, I understand a day one patch, if a day one patch fixes issues that we are not going to possibly see, because that's what the purpose of a day one patch is, maybe even day zero patch, I, I get it, but if a game is going to release and it's broken, like it, you know, it's taken away from the overall experience of the game, it needs to be delayed. It just needs, like, it, it shouldn't be pushed out the door, especially when people pre-order games. I don't really pre-order games much anymore because I don't feel like I trust a pre-order game at this point in time. Um, and usually if I do pre-order a game, it's something that I kind of, you know, I kind of felt like, okay, this is not going to let me down. Um, I don't even, I think the last game I pre-ordered, it might it might have been Jedi Survivor, to be honest, before that. I can't even tell you, but I think the last game I actually pre-ordered was Jedi Survivor. But I have not played Jedi Survivor yet because I'm still playing Resident Evil 4 Remake right now. So, um, with with the games in the state that are, they're being pushed out in, I just I just felt like, with all the stuff going on in the gaming world with Activision and stuff like that, when are we going to come to the point that people realize or people speak up on launching these games in the state that they're in? Because... Xbox, even like an Xbox situation, they buy up all these studios and they're supposed to have all this, you know, extra help if they need it. We have seen stu other studios assisting 
other studios within the Xbox Studio ecosystem. So it is, you know, of my opinion, why is it that, you know, we we can't move that manpower to help this like a game like this? This game was supposed to be a big deal. Why not to make sure this game is functioning at minimum? Like if it be, if it came out and the game, you know, game received bad reviews just for poor poor story, poor you know, gameplay is boring, stuff like that. If that what was what the reviews the reviews are based on, then you know it is what it is. But can the game at least minimum be working, functioning like it's supposed to be? You know, if there's a lack of vision in the game, all that stuff. Then you know I get it. That's that's why it's bad. But when a game is being pushed out because you know being pushed out with bad with you know game breaking stuff in it, I'm just like you know I'm at a point in the industry like why like why does this keep happening and we pretend it's okay. Uh, Phil Spencer recently was on um kind of funny podcast to talk about the whole situation. And first, I <laughs> I was on Twitter a little upset with how Redfall launched, and I did I was one of those people. So I feel like Phil Spencer needs needed to step down, but I feel like I need to clarify that a little bit. I don't really feel like he needs to step down entirely from Xbox. I feel like in terms of the work needs to be delegated. I feel like because. Under Phil Spencer, Xbox has de- definitely been successful. That is not an argument. It has been, you know, all the studios they have, they've acquired, they're working on. We'll see where it goes, but they're working on acquiring Activision Blizzard right now. So all the effort that he has made is, you know, appreciated and respected. When I say I feel he needs to step down, I feel like he needs to, there needs to be a system in place in within Microsoft and Xbox to delegate what needs to be done for these games to get out because if you have all these studios if you have all these um different different um sorry if you have all these studios and have all these different people who can you know assist you have this backlog um i believe he said that the goal is to try to get a game out every have a game a first party game out every quarter um i believe you know hey like in redfall's case Somebody should have looked at it and said, hey, this game is not suitable to launch, right? Let's delay it. We have to delay it. Like I said, I don't really believe Xbox is in a point, uh, 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 a way of having a need for money just for Microsoft backing it. <laughs> but um, for them to have it, if, if it is their excuse, if it became a we're just going to push this game out to recoup whatever we can on it, I just find that unacceptable coming from Microsoft specifically. Um I feel there should be like a checks and balancing system in some way, some way, somehow to make sure games don't come out in this state, especially, especially with Xbox, because like I said, they've, they've kind of is, they do, they build up so much good faith. They get you hyped, but then the game comes out and it's like, we just take a step backwards and it just feels like Xbox has the hardest time releasing a first party game that's in working, a working good state when it drops. Like I said, Halo ultimately became is a disappointment. Um, the multiplayer was good at launch when it when it dropped, but you see, as time went on, they did not have a vision for it. There was nothing that came out behind it. It was like base game launched, and we had to wait. Felt like I think like three to six months somewhere in that time frame time frame for an update to happen in terms of like battle pass stuff, all that stuff. It wasn't like the game was performing bad. It's just they didn't have a vision to go behind it. So, 
And then also, I think the big thing with a, a Halo was it was supposed to launch with um. It was supposed to launch with uh, multiplayer, couch co-op multiplayer, and then it wasn't, didn't come out. So it's like, like I said, they build up the hype for Halo, and then Halo came, Halo went, and it became ultimately a disappointment. Um, now we get to Redfall. I feel like there's a game in between, but we did have um Hi-Fi Rush, which came out, which was kind of a surprise drop. Um, after I forgot what 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 show it was at, but it was a surprise drop, and that was a relatively successful game. Um, then we also have Minecraft. Um, um, Minecraft Legends, and it was just like um, I mean Minecraft is not for me, <laughs> so. Yeah, but Minecraft, you know, I got again. It was it was a um, it was a um. Oh, I'm losing my train of thought because I'm trying to type and talk at the same time. You see, this is why you don't do these things. You just like you don't like, but <laughs> um, um, but sorry, back on track. But it feels like um, yeah, we we get the small stuff but then when it comes to the really big games the ones that everybody gets really excited excited about it's like you know it comes out in some type of performance that is just like what why <laughs> you know like why is it coming like with all the stuff that's supposed to be behind this why 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 is this why is this happening kind of thing right so um it, it's 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 like when we if if Phil Spencer was, you know, kind of to delegate the work, maybe specifically create a team to avoid these things and make sure these things don't happen. That's where I stand with it when I say he should step down. I don't believe he should leave Xbox, like I said, a successful dude. But um, there's also one other statement that he made on um, Kind of Funny, which was um, something along the lines of that he believes that even if they they had an answer of creating Xbox exclusives that that does not mean that they will overtake um, or that it will make people come. No, there's two statements combining them for some reason. First one was that if Starfield was like an 11 out of 10 game, that's not going to make people sell their PlayStation right away. That's first part of the statement. Another part of the statement is he feels that people make it seem like if Xbox just started creating first-party games, that that will solve console or moving consoles, and he just says that there's not viable. Now, I kind of have like a little bit of pushback on that statement because I kind of feel like if, you know, when we go to Sony and we do that, hey, I have both consoles, so that is, I have a PS5 and a Series X, but when, when is the last time we had a, First party Sony game flop as hard as Xbox is. It'll take you a long time to think about it. Because I also feel like this game was very, <laughs> very underrated because of how it launched. But after that, that but that game was going through the history books. That game was red, not red. What am I what am I saying? I have the game in my mind and I forgot it. You see that? Wow, that's crazy. That was Days Gone. Didn't really forget it. Um, Days Gone launched, and it was kind of 
when Days Gone launched, like I said, first party, first party game, for, for spoken for people who may or may not bring that up, it's not a first party game, but first party game, uh, we had Days Gone, that was the last game that probably launched in some type of state that had something messed up with it at launch, made it, you know, kind of unplayable at times, all that stuff, and it wasn't even as bad as Redfall, but that was probably the last first party Sony game that came out. Sony does not seem to have this issue. Sony releases games that, you know, when they come out, they're working for the most part. If they do, they may have small bugs, but it's never game-breaking bugs or bugs that you sit here and talk about for months months later. Um, they have all these first-party games that, at least for Sony, it makes you feel like the investment is worth it. You know, like I, personally, I haven't bought God of War yet. <laughs> Still trying to get to that. But um, Horizon Zero Dawn came is there. You know, you got Spider, both Spider-Man games, Miles Morales, and the original Spider-Man. Which, if people don't know, soon the the um PS5 version is about to become. Um, you can finally purchase it standalone. If you already own Miles Morales, it's only ten dollars. But they're about to launch that game for fifty bucks, and I don't agree with that. But it is what it is. Um, I believe is is also going to be on PC, which is another thing. So. Um. So yeah, when it comes to you know Sony, they don't they don't we don't have those problems over on the Sony platform. Like I said, I am not a fanboy. Don't care. I am. I do not give, give a damn about this console war stuff. I just want to enjoy good games. So, like I said, it seems like with Xbox, when they buy all these studios, they have a whole portfolio of studios that they bought over the last couple of years. But if you can't launch a good game or a game in working in condition, it feels like all this hard work is for nothing. It feels like all this is wasted and it's no point. Like, you know, if they do end up acquiring Activision, um, I, I, I'm like, is Call of Duty eventually going to get to a state that it launches in a bad, bad, bad way? You know, like, it seems like, you know, you guys, you know, we're not making sure that these games are working when they come out. And I know it's crazy, but under different leadership, it's like, you know, and Xbox needs to get a handle on this. And even the industry as a whole needs to get a handle on this. Like I said, all these games that have been launching in some type of bad state that kind of make them unplayable, it needs to stop. It needs to end. Like, this can't keep going on like this. Um, and, you know, as a as an avid gamer, you know, I, I hate to see it like this. And like I said, at the end of the day, you know, this cons is not really about the console war portion of it. It's not really like uh I don't believe in this like red like people who celebrate Redfall failing. I don't really believe in that. Kind of feel like you know if you do that you're an idiot because at the end of the day everybody losing. Redfall is a is a brand new IP. It's you know it's just a it's it's a new vision. It's a new you know something that's not hasn't been touched yet, and it makes you know when things like this happen. It has like an effect on the industry as a whole because it makes other people maybe not to want to take those same steps because they see others fail. You know, take that same liberty to go, hey, we want to make something brand new. So it has an effect on everybody, you know, whether you like it or not. And it has a bad effect to everybody. And that's why, like, at the end of the day for me, I want to see a game succeed. I would like to see, you know, like, regardless of what it is, like, you know, the people who are playing Redfall right now and are enjoying it and having a great time with it, you know, power to you, you know, enjoy it, you bought it, 
And if you like it, you like it. That's it. End of the day. It don't even matter what anybody else says. That's how I felt about Cyberpunk. You know, Cyberpunk, um, it, it launched and all these bad stuff came out about it and all this stuff. And I did not have a problem playing that game. I enjoyed it. I had the greatest time playing it. And I said, hey, I understand all the bad things going on with every other console, but my experience was not the same as everybody else's. And if you're having a great experience with that game, that is all that matters. But when people start to hop on just to, oh, you know, Xbox releasing bad games, that's why, you know, Microsoft sucks. Like, no, come on, grow up. We passed that point already. Like, just at this point, we're receiving good games. And like I said, at the end of the day, it just needs to stop. It just really needs to stop. This really needs to come to the end. We need to get to a point where, you know, hey, games, if games are being released, I can understand a few bugs here and there, but if it's being broken, it really is being released broken, and it's just like, no. You know, like, even like Starfield right now, if Starfield, if Starfield launches anywhere near this, like, it has to, at this point, I feel like, really believe that it has to be damn near perfect when it launches. Like, yeah, it can't have any problems. If the if it does have problems, it has to be gameplay problems. Uh, like, you know, maybe visions is not met or people don't like certain things about it. Like, those type of problems. Not bugs and, you know, glitches and all this stuff. You know, game-breaking stuff. Dead AI. Like, it can't have any of that. And that's the pressure that is now on Starfield. But I think mostly I am done here. Uh... Who knows when the next time I'm going to do one of these. <laughs> but it's it's been fun. Um, hopefully, uh, I'm not even going to say hopefully. I'm going to be releasing part 6 of my Resident Evil playthrough sometime soon. Sometime in the near future. Once I have time to sit down and play. Because time is hard to come by these days. But once I have some time, I'm going to sit down. Finally get to part 6. Where I'm I, In my brain, I'm, like, I'm going to beat this game recording it okay i'm not gonna play without recording it like i can play it without recording it but i i need i'm going to record that game through to do all the way to the end that's that's what i'm trying to do right now and i'm continuing i'm sticking to that hopefully it'll take me a really long time but i am sticking to that once i'm done with that i think i'm going to finally move on to jedi survivor but that depends i think i think i'm waiting for patches to happen on that game before i truly get there so yeah, other than that, you guys know where to find me. YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, all those places. Uh, if you want to follow me directly, see my thoughts on things, I am on Twitter at jtrell180. That is down in the link, and link will be down in the script description. I'm also on Instagram, but I'm primarily on Twitter these days. Uh, you know, if you want to communicate with me, that's where you can find me. So other than that, I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. You know, hey, comment down below your thoughts and on some things that I've said. You know, hey, if you want to be a fanboy, go ahead. Go down in the comments. <laughs> but yeah, maybe next time that you'll see me on just a solid episode like this. Like I said, depends on how the next episode of Flash looks like. If I end up hating it, if I end up not liking it, I, I'm going to be questioning if I want to make a podcast episode about it or not. But yeah, so other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed and enjoy the rest of your day, rest of your night, whenever you listen to this. Peace.